Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Jerry, now with you, the uh, post-show post-game podcast for a Tuesday as we move through the month of October very quickly and get set for the Yankees. I was going to say the Angels. The Yankees and the Astros tonight at Yankee Stadium. Somewhat excited for it. Should be interesting. I'll be excited if, because I've been talking about the Astros for a long time with a buddy of mine who has said they were garbage right from the start, and he's a big Yankee fan. This would be kind of sweet if I can call him tomorrow morning and say, <laughs> I told you, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, my guess, Jerry, as I've said, and uh, I like that you quoted me on this the other day, that uh, Tanaka will give up a two or three run home run in the first inning. But if you don't get to him early, you're not getting to him. Right, and they'll be down early. The crowd will be out of it. That could well, be trouble. The only thing, I, the only thing to add to that though is this is not a Blue Jays offense, but you go around that diamond. This team's got hitters. I mean, they can come. You get to the bullpen. You get Tanaka out of this game. Who knows? We'll see. Um, relatively looking forward to the game, but uh, you know, Mets of course start Friday, uh, and away we go. Did you see? We've had a lot of fun with J.R. Smith over the years, especially when he was with the Knicks, and then last year in Cleveland, talking about how there's just nothing to do at night, so he's played better. Uh, the other night, the Cavaliers had an intra-squad scrimmage at the arena, and they had a military member that had a chance to win $30,000 with a half-court shot. But he was not the one taking the shot. J.R. Smith took the shot for him. And the way the story reads is usually you get excited when these guys, you know, they take a few steps and they heave it, and you figure, hey, you got a chance. Well, J.R. Smith, from a dead stop, just grabs the ball and shoots a jump shot from half-court. Swish. Puts it right in like it was nothing. Turns, puts his arms up like, mm-hmm, that's right. Won the guy 30 grand. So for all the bad and for all the fun we have at J.R. Smith's expense, good for him. That is a very cool story. Have you ever made a half-court shot? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I would get, yeah, but uh, taking, you know, 30 shots where you, I'm just throwing it as, as well, whatever. far as I can. Yeah. It's yeah, still 50 feet, you yeah. know, 49 feet or whatever it is. I have done that, but messing around with my friends in the gym. But again, I, out of fifty shots, maybe I hit one of them where you finally douge one off the back and and it goes in. Not a swish. I'm not, I mean a swish. I would brick one right off the backboard and hopefully hope it went in. Two things. How would you do? I was thinking about this. How would you do if you had to throw out the first pitch in front of a packed stadium? I'm talking thirty thousand people, forty thousand people, or you had the opportunity for a million dollars at the NCAA tournament, like you see. I think that's where we see it. Were you going to make a half-court shot? A, would your knees be knocking? Would you be nervous, or would you just have vodka in you? I uh, I wouldn't do vodka. I feel like I maybe have, would have one beer. Take a little of the edge off. Okay. I think I would do pretty well with the first pitch. 
I think I would potentially miss by Everything. 20 feet <laughs> the half-court shot, like to the right or left or sure. 20 feet short, 20 feet over. That that I would not be able to judge. You wouldn't handle that well. No. Our, you know, Brandon Tierney, who works for the CBS Sports Radio Network, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he used to work in New York, came back to CBS, got a job uh, in San Francisco at the CBS Sports Station out there. He threw out the first pitch at an A's game. How'd that go? Very well. Oh, actually, did. very through a strike. I mean, Brendan's an athlete of sorts. I mean, he's not a professional athlete, but you can see he's in shape and he can play a little bit. It was actually really good. He threw a strike. Like, he was geared up for it. Right. Like, ready to go. Like, I'm playing, you know? It was pretty good. That's so. why I didn't know about it because he threw a strike. Had he put one into the stands or bounced one, then we would all know about it. Right. No, there was nothing like that. No. Jerry, you like to go, like, in New Jersey, cover bands are very popular. Right? You go out yeah. to the Jersey Shore. I mean, I used to. I really don't anymore, oh. but I used to, yes. Yeah, I love a cover band. You go out, it's a band, they play other people's songs. Brian Kirk and the Jerk. Kirk and the, and the Jerks, Jerks. Very my big. favorite. Right. Uh, the Nerds. The Nerds are very yeah, big. Big yes. Orange Cone. Yeah. Uh, fuzzy Bunny Slippers. Don't these know are them. All, these are all Fuzzy huge. Bunny Slippers? That's right. These are all huge cover bands in New Jersey. And uh, bunny so it's great because you see one great song after another because it's the hit songs. I have always wondered why could I not go out as a stand-up comic cover? I think you could. Where I go out, I do a little Dane Cook, I do some Eddie Murphy, I do some Steve Martin, I do a little Andrew Dice Clay. Knowing it's not my, like, you're going into it knowing I'm covering other comics' material. I don't know why you couldn't. But it'd still be hilarious, and there are people that haven't seen all those bits. As long as you do it well. Right, I'd have to do it well. Right. I don't see why you can't. I think, quite frankly, if you sold yourself as such, I don't know why you couldn't sell yourself to the comedy clubs. They need, like, an act on a Wednesday night. Right. Cover cover uh, cover comedy. Cover comic. With Al, whatever your name is. Dukes, Dukes, my name Dukes, is Dukes. However you would go. Fine, you'd use your real name. Definitely. And then you'd have a website, and your website would show covering the comedy of... And I'm not doing an impression of Eddie Murphy doing Eddie Murphy. I'm doing his material, but I'm delivering it my way. Yeah, well, that would be your style. Yeah, my style. I don't see why you can. Why don't you try and do this next week? Yeah. I mean, I, Craig knows. I mean, call That's the guy. true. You don't think the guys Gotham. at Gotham wouldn't accept you there for one night as, to try it out? Imagine I mean, like, Michelle Beadle did stand-up reading from a stupid joke book. Yeah. She did that at the Laugh Factory, I Right, think. in yeah. L.A. In L.A., yeah. So why can't you go do Gotham, Gotham. NYC? Al's cover comic show. That's it. Al's cover comedy. Man, don't I don't call it comic show because then you sound like a magician. Right. Al's cover comedy. I would go. And maybe even at the end I, I cover uh I cover uh, Gallagher and I smash a watermelon. Why not? I mean, that would, to be honest with you, people would find that kind of funny. The people <laughs> at the club won't because I got to clean no, it up. That would not be hilarious. But I yeah, I think it's a great idea. Why not? See, you're into this, aren't you? So what is the deal if Gallagher plays your club? You you're just cleaning up watermelon. I, I would think that's in the contract fruits. that you're cleaning up the watermelon. Do you think Gallagher brings his own fruit, or like if I'm going at Gotham, he's got people. Someone delivers the got people at Gotham have to get the watermelons and the bananas. I think it's part of his act, and he's got kiwi. people that handle it for him, and the stuff's there when he's got to be there. So he's got a guy. He's got a guy that goes in ahead of time. Oh yeah, of course. Remember when I went to see what was his name? Carrot Top? No. <laughs> no. The deal or no deal guy. I forget his Howie name Howie Mandel. Yes. So I saw him at... Um, Borgata. At Borgata. Wow. I actually slept last night. <laughs> um, he had his own chair. Yeah, but Howie Mandel is on America's Got Talent. He's playing Borgata. He's got. He's making money. 
Gallagher is on the back, the way Gallagher back Gallagher made career. a lot of money, though. Yeah, but they, they burn, those comics burned through their money, Jerry. Well, no, no, but, no, no, but that's a different issue. You're talking about when he did his routine, how did they handle the fruit and who got all, all yes. the props. At the time, he was a big deal. I'm sure he had people that handled it for him. And did the club say, listen, we normally would pay you $5,000, but we're going to need to bring in a cleanup crew? No, I think, it's cost... in the con- I think that's in the contract. Like, you know when you're getting Gallagher, you're, you're going to have high, to clean up. Yeah, you're spending 200 bucks that night to have a cleanup crew in for two hours. Do you like Dane Cook? I know a lot of people... Like, I, I don't. I, I find Dane Cook hilarious. I don't. And I know a lot of people dislike him for I don't dislike reason. him. I don't like him. No. I, I don't care either way, to be honest with you. Right. But then again, I don't think I've seen... Is Dane Cook the guy who claims... Um, one of the comedians claims ripped them off. Yeah, there were a group of guys, the, some of the Boston comics, or everyone's claiming everybody ripped each other off. No, but there was one where it was word for word, almost word for word. I thought it was Dane Cook. Oh, and Louis C.K. That's it. Yes. Right? Isn't Louis C.K. the one who says Dane Cook almost ripped off his act, almost yes. word for word? When I when I saw that and I watched the two, the two um, performances on YouTube, I think I saw them on YouTube, and you see that it is, I was completely turned off. I knew there was a reason why I didn't really care for him. That's why. I've never seen him since. So Dane Cook appeared on Louis C.K.'s television show. Okay. And that was addressed on the show in some way. So oh, it I, was. they must have squashed that behind uh, the maybe scenes. Maybe because he was trying to do Al's comedy. Right. See, because I would tell you this, I wouldn't tell you this is a Louis C.K. joke, but you would know when I was doing these acts that I was taking other people's jokes. Like a cover band doesn't say, here's a Paul Simon song. He just no, plays you the know, Paul Simon song. See, here's the tricky thing with what you want to do. Yeah. If you're not, aside from. On the marquee, though, I'm a cover comic. I get it. But aside from Little Miss Muffet, all right? Oh. Aside from that. Yeah. Are a lot of people going to know what you're doing? No, that's what makes it great. Because then there will be people leaving and go, that Al Dukes is hilarious. Where meanwhile, I was mm. I was not hilarious. The jokes well, it's that, all I, about the delivery, that I covered though. were hilarious. Well, you think about it, though. If I tell, if Eddie Murphy tells a joke, and I tell the same joke, not as Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It's not as funny. Right. It's not. But you could find some song, some jokes in there that, that would work yeah, with your delivery. So you'd have to pick just George like... George Carlin was funny talking about people dying in plane crashes. Right. I don't find that funny. His yeah, delivery made it funny. If I go up there and do it, it's going to come off like you're a jackass. Yes, but much like your cover band may not be able to play all of the Bruce Springsteen songs, maybe Born to Run, that fits you. So maybe one of the Eddie Murphy pieces of material yeah. fits your delivery. Not all of them. I'm pretty sure nothing from Raw is going to fit my material. No. You can't do, like, the honeymooners having sex with each other. That one you couldn't do. That doesn't fit your voice. But you might be able to do something. I would just do a lot of Seinfeld stuff. I'd do some Brian Regan. I would do... See, I don't know who the hell Brian Regan oh, is. That's terrific. where you would lose me. He's a clean comic. Like, I would I would understand, like, if I'm in the if I'm at Gotham and I know you'd... So you'd be a perfect audience like, for me. You don't know these right. comics. I'd but look hilarious. I, but too. I don't know that I find it funny, though, either. Oh, I see. So, like, if you left me tickets, because I know you'd leave me tickets as your You'd your, be on my guest list. Here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting out there and I hear you. So, what's the deal? All right, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm going to laugh because I think it's stupid what you're doing. And, and I, But yeah. if you just go into a routine that's probably not funny from some guy named Joe Regan. No, Brian Regan. Him, too? I might be like, wow, well, all right. Yeah, you Brian know? Regan does hilarious stuff. You would love it. Jerry. If you start with Little Miss Muffet, I know where you're going. Right, that's a die. That'd be I'd be doing my dice stuff. Right. 
So I don't. It's it's a tricky spot, but I think it's one that can be pulled off. It's worth exploring. I think you should try and do it. Hmm. I think you should do it. I'm in. I'll be your agent. And speaking of that, by the way, let's say I was your agent, right? Just this is all coming to me right now because I love this idea of you know the cover comedy. As your agent, I would inform you or instruct you. You got to look good. You can't be a slob. And I think the first thing I would start you with, if the shoes ain't looking good, then you ain't looking good. And I would send you to touchofmodern.com because let me tell you something. We know about the clothes they have, which is ridiculous, and it changes all the time. They have these handmade shoes by, I think it's called Nysolo. That's what you're putting on your feet for your show. I have heard that women judge men based on their shoes. This is what we're talking about. And I think the crowd is going to judge you on your shoes and so, as your agent, I'm sending you to touchofmodern.com, and you're going to do what you do that day, because a couple of days later, those shoes could be gone. I'm going to find you a nice pair of nice solo shoes, and you're going to get up there, and you're going to kick ass. Here's what I'd also get from touchofmodern.com, Jerry. I'd grab myself a nice pair of headphones for my iPhone, because like if it. I'm going to be having to memorize and study other people's acts... I'm going to need to upload their stuff to my iPhone. I'm going to have to be able to listen to it privately in headsets, Jerry, that I get from touchofmodern.com. I love it. I'm telling you, this website is everything for guys, and you as a guy comic, you're going to need everything they've got. And also, since I'm going to be on the road with this act, I'm going to get the touchofmodern.com app so I can shop when I'm on my phone in these various cities I'll be touring. And this is the type of stuff they have. We're talking jaw-dropping tech gadgets and gear, sleek phone, eye cases and accessories, everything you need to be the cover comic you want to be. What about the sexy home decor? Hey, listen, you love the home decor. I do. Go for it. You're a single guy. You need some help. Touchofmodern.com helps the single guy. And right now, Jerry, listeners can get immediate access when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow it'll all be different. They move the products in and out. That's how life rolls, Jerry, when you're in the fast lane. You know, when you own uh, an NFL football team, yeah. you've got to move tickets in and out. you got yes. people in the building, right? So the Niners at the beautiful Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, not in San Francisco. And Jed York, the owner uh, of the Niners, tweeted the other day before their game, uh, on Friday that he had some extra tickets he'd like to give away. So a nice little tweet from Jed York. Free tickets? I have a few tickets left for the game Sunday. Let me know if you can make it. And then the um, the number sign? What's that hashtag. called? The hashtag, right. It's the hashtag. Uh, faithful fan ticks. Now, I, I assume he's going to be giving these away for free. Sounds like it. He would think he's the owner. He's not trying to sell them. How do you think that went? Well, anything you do on Twitter doesn't go well. Right. When you try to be nice, if you're in the public eye and things... Like, if things are not going well for your team, things do not go well for you on Twitter. So what type of response did uh, Jed York, the Niners owner, uh, he's the owner of the GM. Jed York is the owner he's of the He's the owner. Team. How, yeah. how did that go for him? Well, I'll give you one a response from Shaq oh. O. I oh, like Shaq this one. Shaq O, yeah. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hysterical. I know the one you, I think you like this one was, <laughs> hey, Jed York, I can't give my tickets away either. <laughs> I mean, listen, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, people are unhappy, and I don't blame them because this was a great football team a couple of years ago. Here's one from uh, Jack of – oh, I like this. This Twitter handle is awesome. Jack of all tweets. This is a good one. That's a good one. No one cares since you dismantled the team and coaching staff, but keep losing with class. (laughs) I mean, it's – and that's just some of them, by the way. And the fact is I also know, too, because I have family out there, and if I go with you guys – for some portion of Super Bowl week, I'll probably stay with them. I love it out there. 
But my buddy used to go to two Niner games a year. He doesn't live anywhere near Santa Clara, though, and he does he's not going. Yeah. So I know there are 49er fans that aren't happy with that. That having been said, for those, you know, it's bad for them. People live near Santa Clara. It's great. Are you worried about earthquakes in San Francisco? No, I'm not, because I think, listen, I've been to California probably 15 times in my life. When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of it happening. As I've gotten older and I've gone there more and more, you kind of figure, listen. No, I mean, the chances of it happening when you were there are like a zero. But in general, do you think? I do think about it. Yeah. We've been saying for years that the big one is coming to San Francisco. Yeah. And L.A. I know and that. L.A. Nothing's happened yet. No, um, and they say it could be any day, which is horrendous to think about it. I'll say when the earthquake happened during the World Series, um, my aunt, God rest her soul, she passed away a couple years ago, uh, she was about a half a mile off the Bay Bridge before it, you know. Cracked. Yeah, and I mean, I remember her calling my dad three days later. There were no cell phones or anything. It had to be three days, three or four days later was the uh, the first time we had heard from them out there and she was still shaken, you know, four days later from that happening. So yeah, I think about it. Of course at any time I'm out there I think about it. But that's one of those things when it happens the news will be all shocked, but we know it's coming. I see I don't think anybody will be shocked. I think what we get shocked at is the destruction that can surpass what we think it might be. Because the one thing you've always heard about uh, with construction in San Francisco, and you see it. They just actually changed the Bay Bridge. Uh, you haven't been out there, I don't think. For the last 10 years, they have rebuilt the Bay Bridge um, literally right next to, right next to the other one. And when I was out there with Columbia, I went and saw my family for a couple of days. When I was out there two years ago, maybe three years ago, it was just about done to completion. And we went over the old one. And there in the in the uh, in the was it a river or whatever the hell it is the bay duh bay bridge is not a river bridge God I am stupid um, <laughs> right there in the bay right next to the old bridge it was the construction of the new one and the whole idea was you know they're building it I'm not going to call it earthquake proof but ready to handle it a lot better than the old one would but I think if this big earthquake came I, it's going to be bad and I don't know you can build buildings on springs. If it's going to be what they think, I don't know how much difference it's going to make. I hear you, Jerry. That was depressing. Yeah, let's get back to... Uh, excited for Super Bowl 50? Well, yeah, let's get back to Jed York, because this uh, new study that I found... Okay, another Jerry, study. I love it, this. It uh, ties into that. We <laughs> talked about people uh, responding to Jed York on Twitter and saying that nice thing. Yes. Now, this is published... The, now, normally I don't tell you where I get these studies, because right. quite frankly, they're from unreliable sources. Yeah. This comes... <laughs> This comes uh, from Time Magazine via the Journal of Communication as a, think... as, as a master's degree, um, master's, uh, I have a master's <laughs> from in communication. That's a communications major, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. So I <laughs> put three words together. <laughs> I know the Journal of Communication is a reliable source. I've never heard of it. Well, you're not a, you're not a master's student like I was. But Jerry. I did hear of Time Magazine, so that continue. That you've heard of. Yeah. That uh, when you tweet from your phone, you are more likely to be kind of douchey, more so than if you're tweeting from your computer. Because it's more spontaneous? I guess because it's more spontaneous and you're not really thinking about, you're furious about something and you're responding right away. What was the worst thing you started to tweet back at someone but then realized you shouldn't? Hmm. Man, it happens almost daily where I start something and I go, it's not really worth it. Normally, like, I started, I used to say mean things to people. Yes. And then uh, instead I just replaced the word, I took this from Jim Norton, who would who would say this on the radio sometimes. He would 
instead of saying something really mean and calling somebody a really mean name, he would use the word dummy. Yes, okay. And I thought, well, I'll just, when I tweet them back, I'll just call them a dummy because... Dummy's not so bad. I just kept thinking, like, if someone showed my boss that... Right. I called the guy a dummy. I didn't call him, like, a douchebag. Right. Or an a-hole. Right. You didn't get vulgar. I didn't get vulgar. Like, I call people morons. Right. I don't think that's... Whatever. Yeah, I just love dummy. Like, when Jim Norton would use dummy, it was just... You couldn't be angry about it. Right. But you're still saying you're a jackass. Yes. You're saying dummy. I like jackass too, though. That's good. And in print, it just, print it just, I just always think like if my boss comes to me with a tweet that I tweeted out and says, explain yourself. And I said, oh, I was calling the guy dummy. I was being playful. Right. If I call him a douchebag, that's not being playful. So I would say various words for dummy that would are much harsher. I've, I've started to. To tweet out and delete it. I had a guy, I, I, and I don't block many people. I don't think if I block two, it's a lot. But one of them, I couldn't take anymore. I mean, it would literally be, you know, no matter what I did, it was wrong. I mean, one point he said, you know, you were looking at the wrong camera. I'm not looking <laughs> at a camera. I'm just in here doing what I do. But it, it was that type. Of, and it just one day I got under my skin and I started to write, <laughs> suck a throbbing D. <laughs> That would and not I figured go my, over my, well. my first thought was I didn't say anything that could be suck a throbbing dentist right dentist mm-hmm. could be anything well I, I think and I, you wrote suck a throbbing dentist <laughs> that's probably not good either also not great but I I thought I was leaving open to interpretation right and I refrained yeah that was it you deleted and I've gotten and I'm like you know what how about I just block him and right. that was the morning I blocked him I couldn't take it anymore yeah. So yeah. I blocked a few people. They you have, have to, to they sometimes. Have to go, they have to go above and beyond a number of times, and I will block. Right, them. exactly. When it's constant and it's nonsensical and, and if it's they're just an, annoying, and if they're an egg or they're not showing their face, I uh, especially well, if you're not showing your face. How about the ones they got this beautiful picture of them and their kid, and they that turn out to be the worst, the worst people on Twitter. Yeah, I mean it's funny. Yeah, and their their bio, their Twitter bio is follower of Jesus, father first. Right. And they're like, hey, Al, f you. You're a douchebag, Jerry. <laughs> hey, by the way, just think when you start doing Al's traveling cover comedy. Yeah. You're gonna have a lot of haters. I will. But I'm looking forward to it. You enjoy your Tuesday. And Jerry, may I also plug Mark Chernoff Part Two? You want to plug Chernoff? You go ahead. Mark Chernoff Part Two on Al's boring podcast, which will be releasing, will be released by the time you hear this. Sue. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.